welcome. I'm going to be reading a fan fiction. It's called Night. It's a Wings of Fire fan fiction, and it's by me. And I, the prologue is finished, very descriptive, and I only have chapter one, and chapter one isn't even halfway dumb. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen today. You might read some of my other fan fictions, maybe. But, nah, yeah, this is the main thing we're doing today. Okay, I'm going to start. Prologue. Raven. All Raven could see was pure darkness. The Nightwing Island was burnt and ashes were falling everywhere. The volcano was the only thing alive inside. All the lava lakes and pools were dried out, and there were no talent prints left anywhere on the terrain. It had been a year since the Nightwings had fled their home, but Raven remembered very clearly what it had been like. The volcano rumbled all the time, scaring her out of her scales. She'd hoped that it wouldn't erupt until the day it did. Raven scurried through the island, look, looking, to, looking for the hatchery. Raven never thought th that the volcano would erupt. She thought that if it did erupt, her dragon out would have hatched already. So she hid him in the corner of the hatchery in the kingdom, hoping no one would find him and then ram. Raven remembered the night clearer than anything, clearer than the eruption, and clearer than her most memorable memories. Clearer than it, at the time it, she dreamed visited Half Moon, and clearer than the sparkly and lifelike rainforest. Raven would not lose her dragon out again. She would not let anyone punish him or anything hurt him. She would keep him safe. She didn't care what the other Nightwings thought. He was her dragonette. Dragonette. Raven looked down at her talons. They were completely black, littered with ash and dust. I'll wash them when I'm back in the rainforest, Raven thought. Raven navigated through the various caves and tunnels, peeking through them to make sure what they were. None of them were the hatchery, and Raven bit her tongue, trying not to scream out for her egg. Where are you? Raven whispered longingly to her lost dragonette. Where are you in this hideous kingdom? Raven padded up, padded through a cave and sat down, trying to remember the mental picture of the island. Did it? Raven heard a scratching noise coming from the wall. She looked around, panicked. Scritch! Raven heard the noise again, and, sh and she stood up. Who's there? Raven asked weirdly. Crack. Raven heard a deep crack and then rushed out of the cave, looking for the thing that, that was causing the sound effects. Crack! Scritch. Raven heard the sounds once again, and in the cave she had been sitting in collapsed, ashes being scattered everywhere. Raven sat back, staring at the, at the demolished cave she'd used for her, for her shelter. Her eyes filled with horror, and then she turned and ran from the cave. It, it must have been the fire. Raven looked around her, seeing more caves, and then remembered the volcano clear as ever. Raven patted to the... Okay, and then this is the, um, this is her, um, memory of the day. Raven padded up to the guard that had been standing at the entrance. The guard's face looked tough and powerful, and his spear was sh shined and sharpened perfectly. Um, Raven gulped, seeing the guard flick his tail at the other. He turned his head toward Raven, and noticing her ash-ridden scales, his scales were a pearly black, and he stared at Raven with disgust. What? He snapped. I have something to ask you, Raven cowardly hunched down, wanting to make herself the size of a goat to avoid his demanding words and judging look. Well, then make it quick. I have to guard this entrance, he hissed. When is the volcano going to erupt? Raven looked behind her, then back at the guard, what clearly disproved of this question. It's simple, can't you see? We don't know. He flicked his tail dismissively at her, treating her like she was dumb. And there you go, question answered. Now we'll leave, he demandingly hissed once Raven had stood there for a few moments. Well, I was just wondering, Raven was cut off by the guard. I answered your question. You should leave now, he suggested, and then he turned around, ignoring Raven. Raven sighed and padded off, leaving a trail of talent prints in, in the ash. 
Rumble. Raven pricked her ears, hearing the volcano. Is tonight the night? She wondered. Rumble. She heard the noise again, and then the splashes of color erupted from, and then splashes of color erupted from the volcano. Dragons were screaming and running to the guards, and Raven ran, forgetting all about her dragonette in the hatchery. Raven jumped through the entrance of the island with all the other night wings as the lava flowed, flowed through the terrain. Everyone duck! Someone yelled, and then Raven burst through into the rainforest and followed the night wings wherever they went. She flew into a hollow and then flattened herself against the floor. Night wings poured into the into the hollow, flattening themselves next to Raven. Then Raven heard the volcano truly erupt, and Raven remembered her dragonette still in the hatchery. Okay, that was the end of her vision. Her um, not vision her memory of the day and now we're still in the prologue but now we're back to the um present that was a terrible night and would be considered the worst night in raven's life raven found a cave seeing hammocks in it this must be this much must be the hatchery raven thought confidently she stepped inside walking to the corner she had hit her egg in she hoped it was still there after what had happened over the years crack raven heard a cracking sound as she made her way over to the corner and there was the egg, black as night. Raven took a deep breath, picking up the egg. It was slightly cracked, but Raven could tell it would take a year or two until the dragonette actually hatched. You, Raven couldn't speak. She'd finally found her egg. It was unharmed and perfectly fine. She could now go back to the rainforest. Raven turned and padded out of the hatchery. It would be all right. At last, she had her egg, and nothing would happen to it. Raven scrambled to the entrance and leaped out of it, jumping through the passageway to the rainforest and landing in the, in the meadow of flowers and trees. Now she was safe. Alright, that's the end of the prologue. It's long. And chapter's gotta be longer. Okay. But and then I have chapter one and it's about Plum. This rain wing that looks like a night wing. Um and it's not finished. Just to let you know. I know I know I assured you that before I started reading the prologue, but I'm just gonna say it again because <laughs> But it's not finished. It's still in progress. Chapter one, Plum. When Plum had just heard, when Plum had first heard the Nightwing Island's volcano had erupted, she was astonished. She had never seen what any Nightwing looked like, and suddenly an entire tribe burst through, burst in, bursts in through through a, a hole in a tree and decides to live in the rainforest. It was amazing how lying and conniving they were. Plum referred to them as snakes with scales, as black as night, because she didn't want to admit they were dragons. They were horrible. They lied about everything. For example, Plum once asked a Nightwing where all the bananas went because some dragons stole them all and it was probably a Nightwing. The Nightwing had answered that her, her, that had answered her question confidently, saying that a Nightwing named Agile Talons had them, and whenever Plum went to talk to him about stealing bananas, he didn't have them. That completely proves that the rainforest and all its beautiful dragons, animals, and plants shouldn't have to deal with the lying dragons of the Nauber, of the Nauber Island. Then Plum met Myth. Myth. Myth was a Nightwing, but apparently Plum was very fond of him. He was very funny and kind, and Plum and Myth were the same age. Myth was the best dragon she had ever met, and the most decent Nightwing in all of Pyrea. If anyone talked bad, bad about him, then Plum would force herself to use her venom on any dragon she could. The problem was, most dragons talked bad about Myth behind Plum's back, pretending like she couldn't hear them. The reason had happened was because Plum was friends with a wingless four-year-old dragonette. Yes, that's right. Myth is a wingless dragonette with no powers. All dragons think he's not 
he's not useful, and that in times of crisis, all I can do is roll up into a ball and pretend to be a rock. Sure, the only thing he can do is either face the thing with his weak fire or, cur or curl up into a ball and hope not to die. And Plum believed that too, even though he was her best friend. But Myth would be fine. He was very adventurous and loved scrolls. And, and loving and loved scrolls. Plum's scales were almost the same color as Myth's, but, but Myth's scales were as dark as night, like any Nightwings were, while Plum's were a shade of light violet. She looked more like a Rainwing and Nightwing hybrid than just a Rainwing. Hey, Plum, someone called to her. Plum turned around and not seeing anyone. Plum, the voice called again. Can you help me with this plank of wood? A dragon the dragon asked from, from beside her. It was a Rainwing, a Rainwing with bright purple scales. Uh, I don't want to work with Nightwings, Plum thought as she got up and muttered, sure, picking up the cup, up the wood plank with hope that she wouldn't get any splinters in her talons. Okay, that's the end. And that is eight minutes. Um, <laughs> okay. Alright, that was a Wings of Fire fan fiction. Now I'm moving on to another fan fiction, and it is finished. And it's actually... First person, I think that's what it is. It's not third person, I don't think it's second person. I think it's first person yet. But Um yeah, it's a fan fiction not for Wings of Fire, but for Warriors. Outcast. Chapter one, Hazel Paw. I worry about my sister sometimes. Yes, I am overprotective. Sure you can call me that. Uh, but today is Ginger Kit's warrior assessment, and I'm extra, extra worried because of Swiftpaw and his group of cats. Hazelpaw, a voice held excitedly. Ginger Kit came, bo came bounding up to me, throwing her paws around my neck. Hazelpaw, today is my warrior assessment. Ginger Kit meowed, mewed. Yes, I know, I responded proudly. When is it? Ginger Kit asked. This afternoon, I answered. Ginger Kit puffed up her chest and jumped around the nursery. Today, 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 Ginger Kit squealed. Hi, Gingerkit. Today's the big day. Duffaw, I patted up to Gingerkit and I. Today, Gingerkit jumped up and circled Duffaw. Yes, it's today, Duffaw laughed. Gingerkit ran over to Hollow Kit and pounced on him, and they both fell over onto the mossy floor of the nursery. Hey, Duffaw patted up to my side, lying down calmly. Oh, uh, hi. W what are you up to? I asked, sitting down. Oh, nothing. I've been doing a lot of things with Flame Paw, Duffaw answered. Who's Flame Paw? I noticed Hollow Kit and Ginger Kit tumbling over the nursery floor in a circle. Just this cat that I met, Duffaw responded calmly. Duffaw responded dreamily, not calmly, dreamily. Hmm, Flame Paw, huh? I hissed. I then noticed an orange tomcat with red stripes along with some white and black glinting in the sunlight. Oh, that's him over there! Dovepaw nudged me up to my paws and patted over to the tom. Flamepaw! Dovepaw meowed, running over to the tom. There were multiple cats around him, all suddenly hissing. Who is this cat? A white cat with a singular black and gray stripe down her back hissed violently. Moonpaw, relax! Flamepaw put his tail on Dovepaw's flank, nodding to all the cats around him to go back to the apprentice's den. Dovepaw, hey! Flamepaw touched noses with her. Oh, uh, Dovepaw, you! I was cut off by Gingerkit. Hazelpaw, where are you? Gingerkit yelled, running toward her. Gingerkit! Gingerkit got knocked over by Sparrowpaw, who smiled. Hey! I yelled at Sparrowpaw, whose eyes got big and ran away. Hey, get back here! Flamepaw hissed loudly. Bullying kids isn't allowed! Dovepaw started to run after Sparrowpaw, and then Flamepaw stopped her.
I'll take care of him. Flame Pot hissed, flattening his ears. Okay, then, Duckpaw nodded, turning back to Junior Kit, who was getting up and hissing multiple times in her little way of hissing, which sounded more like squeaking right now. Ginger Kit, I yelled again. What? She looked at me like nothing had happened. Come here, I commanded, trying my best to sound soothing. Are you injured? Duffa patted up to her and sniffed at her paws and chest. I don't think so, Ginger Kit started. Come on, let's go give you a proper check around. Duffa nudged Ginger Kit into the medicine cat's den. Is Ginger Kit okay? I asked before they went and disappeared into the den. Okay, that was chapter one. Chapter two, Duffa. Be still, I started. Ginger Kit's tail swished impatiently. Do I have to? Ginger Kit moaned. Yes, you have to, Ginger Kit, the medicine cab Moonflare answered. Ginger Kit sighed. One little kit in a flaming spear. One little kit in a flaming spear. It ran around the world one day. Ginger Kit's voice trailed off. That song, I remember it perfectly. I thought it was dusk, right whenever Ginger Kit was old enough to talk. Do you know a song, Ginger Kit had asked. Yeah, I answered, trying to think of something quickly. One little kit in a flaming spear. It ran around the world one day. He was right, but he didn't like this eye, so he ran away. I missed that time, but now Ginger Kit was about to be an, to be an upper, uh, apprentice. In a few hours, in fact. Let's just hope that Swift Paw spare a paw, and then don't make anything happen. And Ginger Kit swung her tail back and forth while Moonflare checked her paws and chest again like Dovepaw had. Like Dovepaw had. She's fine. Why did you bring her in here? Moonflare asked, letting Ginger Cat run around and go back into the camp. Letting Ginger Kit run around and go and go back into the camp. Sparrow Paw, it hissed, knocked her over. I finished the gritted teeth. I'll report to Bramble Star. Moonflower pricked up her ears and started padding out of the den. No, you don't have to, I sobbed her. I think I do. Wouldn't Hazel Paw want me to? I thought about this for some time. I can, I answered quietly. Moonflower just nodded and chewed me out of, out of the den where I bounded up to Moonpaw. Hi, I was just wondering. I was abruptly cut off by Moonpaw, who was hissing. Where is Flamepaw? She demanded, lashing her tail. Flamepaw? I swiveled my head around. Flamepaw? I repeated louder. Where did he go? Moonpaw hissed, lashing her tail more. Well, I don't know. If you would only give me a second to look, I turned my head back around, swishing my tail back and forth. Flamepaw? I yelled, running farther into, the, into camp until I was out of Moonpaw's side. Moonpaw's sight. Flamepaw, I whispered, walking forward slowly. Why is everyone talking about Flamepaw? A voice behind her hissed. Who are you? I turned around swiftly, and it was Swiftpaw. You, I ran out of camp and and into the thick undergrowth of ThunderClan territory. What? Swiftpaw ran behind me. I jumped over a moss-covered log that that blended in with the undergrowth, and Swiftpaw tripped over it, wincing. Ha! I yelled at him as he started to get back up. I ran into a circle of trees. I looked back, and I could barely see him now. Should I climb this? I wondered, looking up at one of the at one of the oak trees. I rested my claws into the wood and took one step at a time, trying not to fall. Once I reached bra- branch height, I started using the branches as climbing tools, resting my claws on one and then pulling myself up to the other. Hey, wait! I heard a voice. It was either Sparrowpaw or Flamepaw, or at least Dovepaw knew. Jump down! He's gone! Flamepaw panted. Where have you been? Dovepaw started pulling herself down from down branch to branch, chasing Sparrowpaw. finally caught him and almost shoved him into a bramble bush, and then he ran away, Flamepaw answered. I then saw Swiftpaw chasing you, Flamepaw caught his breath. Then come on, let's get back to camp. I whisked off, I whisked off, I whisked off, Flamepaw falling close behind me. Okay, chapter three, Ginger Kit, the ceremony. All cats old enough to catch their own prey come meet underneath High Rock, Bramble Star murmured. 
All the cats gathered around. I stood between Hazelpaw and my mother for embrace as I waited for the meeting to start. This is it. Hazelpaw touched my nose with her tail, and I hissed playfully, finally using a real cat hiss for the first time. I hissed, I breathed. The murmurs of cats started to quiet down as Bramblestar padded up to High Rock, but the cats still shared tongues with each other. Then Bramblestar lifted his tail, and the murmurs died down completely. We have a few announcements, Bramblestar started. I know what one of them is, I thought excitedly. ThunderClan is doing good. Praise intact, and everything we need is here in our territory, Bramblestar firmly stated. And we have two new cats today. They're moving up a rank. When Bramblecloth started the next announcement, Gingerkit's fur pricked up her ears, pricking up along with it, and her eyes eyeing him in full in full honor. First, we have Moonpaw. Bramblecloth beckons to Moonpaw to pat up and stand in front of all the cats of ThunderClan. Moonpaw, do you promise to uphold the warrior code and do what you think is right? Bramblecloth asked. Yes, Moonpaw nodded her head. Then Moonpaw, you will now be known as Moonclaw. StarClan honors your wits and cunningness, along with your strength in battle. ThunderClan is glad to have you as our new warrior. Bramblecloth beckoned her to pad into the crowd, waiting for a moment, until finally nodding to at Gingerkit. This is it, Gingerkit thought, padding up, padding up to face the crowd, who grew silent. And last but not least, Gingerkit, you will now be known as Gingerpaw, and Frostle will be your mentor. Frostle padded up into the crowd, touching noses with Gingerpaw. Gingerpaw, Moonclaw, the ThunderClan cats cheered the names of the, of the new chosen cats, and Gingerpaw looked at Frostle, who nodded to Bramblestar. Gingerpaw and Frostle, Gingerpaw thought, she's going to train me well, I just know it. Four, Gingerpaw, apprentices. Hey, Tumblekit screeched. What? His sister, Singepaw, hissed back. Huh? Smokepaw, Singepaw's friend, asked at the same moment. Hollow Kit's complaining again, Tumblekit mewed. Really? That's what you wanted to say? Smokepaw sighed. Of course, is it not? Stumblekit asked. Why are you asking us? You're the one who said it, Singepaw answered. Oh, okay. Tumblekit patted over to Sagepaw, the light brown fur of Hollowkit falling close behind. Why are they even in the apprentice's den anyway? I asked Singepaw. I don't know. I guess they decided to come in here. Singepaw sniffed her moss bedding. Or they got bored out of or they got bored out of their minds and decided to come annoy us. Smoke possibly suggested saying the word annoy loud enough for every cat in the den to hear. Tumblekit hissed and padded back to the nurse to the nursery, his tortoiseshell fur being followed by light brown fur as the two kids left the den. Finally they're gone, Shadowpaw gasped once their tails were out of sight. I sort of agree with you, Shadowpaw, Lynxpaw started. Lynxpaw was a bit younger than Shadowpaw and the rest of the apprentices, except Sagepaw and Fishpaw. Fishpaw being six moons and Sagepaw being seven, while Lynxpaw was eight moons old. I kind of like them in here, because we have nothing else to do anymore. Lynxpaw stood up, her brown eyes glinting in the light. Okay then, if you want to go hang out with them, then go talk to them in the nursery, Sagepaw started her white tail swishing back and forth multiple times before being still. Why can't they just come back in here? Lynxpaw asked. Because they're kits, the entire den of, cat of cats shouted at the same time. Fine, Lynxpaw grumbled. Her light brown pelt with brown spots disappeared, her white tip tail and paws disappearing as well. I'm going to go too. Fishpaw grumbled softly, his silver and gray colored pelt disappearing after Lynxpaw's. A Shadowpaw shot the, shot the other apprentices a look and then they all started bursting out in laughter. Five, Gingerpaw, the warrior code. Gingerpaw, today we are learning 
the warrior code. A frost hole stood outside the camp, gesturing for me to come along. Okay, I meowed easily, whipping my head around once I heard the laughter of the kids in the nursery. Come on, then. Frostle stepped back, nodding her head to me. I padded out of camp, fixing my gaze on Frostle. The first rule of the warrior code is, defend your clan even with your life. You may have friendships with cats from other clans, but your loyalty must remain to your clan, Frostle recited. I, no I nodded my head simply. Did you hear Raya whisker and Cladberry? Frostle asked after a moment. Who? I perked up my ears. I perked up my ears. Rye Whisker and Cloudberry. One of them was from R River Clan, and the other was from Wing Clan. Frostle answered. What exactly happened with them? I asked. Next code. Do not hunt or trespass on another on another clan's territory. Frostle swished her, her tail back and forth. Dappletail and Y.I. were hunting on River Clan's territory, so this rule got decided. Frostle added. Third code. This code is known well. Elders and kids must be fed before apprentices and warriors. Frostle sat down. So that means that Tumblekit and Hollowkit will, will, get, will get fed before me? Gingerpaw hissed. Yes, that rule must be followed. Frostle nodded. Fourth code. Prey is killed only to be eaten. Give thanks to Starkland for its life. At, that, at this moment, Gingerpaw started watching the branches swishing in light in a light wind because she was a little bored hearing the warrior code recited word for word. The fifth code is, a kit must be at least six moons old to become an apprentice. Gingerpaw snapped back to attention. Oh, that's why I'm six, six moons old right now, Gingerpaw inquired. Exactly. The next code is, newly appointed warriors, warriors will keep a silent vigil for one night after receiving their warrior name. Did Moonclaw have a vigil last night? Gingerpaw questioned. Of course she did. It's in the warrior code that she has to. Frostle's ear twitched silently. The next code is that a cat cannot be made deputy without having mentored at least one apprentice. Frostle, that means it can become deputy, deputy, Gingerpaw inquired. Yes, I guess so, Frostle nodded her head. Code 8, Frostle started. You've been counting the codes the entire time, Gingerpaw pricked her, her ears. No, every cat has memorized it by now, except the kits and the apprentices, answered Frostle, her sleek white pelt being blown in the breeze. Code eight is that the deputy will become clan leader when the leader dies or retires. Fossil started again. Code nine is after the death or retirement of the deputy, the new deputy must be chosen before Moonhive. Gingerpaw listened to Fossil recite that code while she listened to the birds chirp. Code ten is that gathering is that a gathering of all clans is held at the full moon during a truce that lasts for for the night. There shall be no fighting among the clan among the clans at this time. Gingerpaw saw a mouse, saw a mouse scurry from the, in the undergrowth, and she listened to the sound of the rain starting to fall. Code 11 is boundaries must be checked and marked daily. Challenge all trespassing cats. Fossils started to hurry. Rain pattering everywhere quicker. No warrior may neglect a kit that is in pain or danger, even if that kit is from a different clan. The word of, of the clan leader is the warrior code. Code 14, and, and, and honorable warrior does not need to kill other cats to win his or her battles unless they are outside the warrior code or... If it is, it, or it is necessary for self-defense. Code fifteen, the last code. A warrior rejects the soft life of a kitty pet. Frostle, of a kitty pet. Frostle finished running into the in the camp with the gingerpaw at her side. Why are some of those rules here? Rules there. Can't cats choose their own life? Gingerpaw asked curiously once they were inside camp. Because this is the way we live our life. Frostle answered, gesturing to the camp and cats around them, admiring everything for a second. The warrior code is the most important thing any cat could teach you. Frostle added her attention coming back to Gingerpaw. I thought that hunting was important. Gingerpaw meowed out of nowhere after a few moments of silence. Well, Frostle started struggling for words. It is, but Frostle was 
Frostle was cut off by Ginger Pop. I also thought that learning your skills like fighting was important. Or becoming a skilled warrior, Ginger Pop started rambling. Well, no, all of those things are. It's just that the warrior code is taught to every cat, and they memorize it all because they have to remember it in times of crisis. Frostle answered softly but firmly. Chapter 6, Ginger Pod, The Dream. A soft wave wafted over my paws as I looked out to the horizon, seeing the peaceful sunset over the ocean. Birds chirped in the sky as they flew out towards their nest for the night. Sure is peaceful, huh? asked a voice behind me. I couldn't quite recognize who it was, but for some reason I didn't care. I was calm and peaceful here, and that's... And that was where I wanted to say, yes, I answered softly in spite of not knowing who the cat was speaking to me. Well, why don't you come out here more often, asked, asked the voice. I don't know, I just don't. I've never thought of seeing this place before, I answered. We've come to heed a warning. Another unfamiliar, different voice started. Do we have to get to that now, the first cat that had been speaking, hissed through clenched teeth. I think we should, before she wakes up. A she cat's voice came from behind me. Who are you three? Just as I asked that, the three cats came and lay down next to me. One of them was a red tom, while the other while the other next to him was a yellow tom. On my other side, a jet black cat with purple green eyes with pale green eyes sat down. Where is our brother? she asked the red tom. He decided not to come. He saw the future, but he wanted his three to deliver it, answered the red tom. The yellow tom nodded his head silently. I am Firestar, the leader of Thunder Clan, whenever Bramble Star was my deputy, Bramble Claw. The red tom introduced, and I am Lion Blaze, brother to Jay Feather and Holy Leaf. The yellow tom nodded his head, the black she cat. I am Holy Leaf. The she cat blinked softly, breathing in the salty air. Is this a dream? Ginger Paw asked, looking under her paws as if, she would disappear, as if they would disappear right in, in front of her. Yes, Ginger Paw, it is. Holy Leaf nodded. We have come to give you a warning that Jay Feather spoke of. Lion Blaze started. You must let things be how they are now. You cannot lose control of the things you do. Firestar spoke his head, his red pelt rising and falling. Sorry, there's thunder. You might hear. Why? Ginger Paw asked, inching, itching to find out what she would do in the future. That is for you to figure out. Lion Blaze answered. Ginger Paw felt her paws up her eye, and then the beach started fading away, the cats around her disappearing. Wait, I have to figure out what I'm going to do. Her voice was cut off by Holly Leaf. As Lionblaze said, you have to figure that out on your own. With those words, the cats and the beach faded away, and Gingerpaw was left with her confused and anxious brain. Chapter 7, Gingerpaw Haunted. Hey, Hazelpaw, I ran into the apprentice's den. Hazelpaw, I asked again after I, ha- after I got, got no response. Hazelpaw is in here. I heard Cinderpaw's voice, and she patted it out of the shadows. Where is she, then, I asked. I don't know. You might want to ask her, Cinderpaw asked, answered smoothly. But I can't find her, I whined. Then figure it out on your own, Cinderpaw sat on her moss bedding. Why do I have to figure everything? Why do I have to figure it out on my own? I've already, I've already heard that word multiple times times i don't need to hear it anymore there is a long pause in ginger paw's thoughts do i ginger paw wondered after a moment where's everyone else i asked cinch paw training cinch paw laid her red furred head down don't you have training i remembered that all apprentices are training at this time my mentor let me leave early cinch paw switched her tail why doesn't everyone have training for this long i asked well why aren't you at training cinch paw avoided her question because i trained yesterday ginger paw tribe sure cinch paw started Okay, fine. I don't know. Frostle will get me if she needs me. I gave him. All cats old enough to catch their own prey gather underneath High Rock, I heard Bramble Star yell. I petted out of the den. Aren't you coming? I asked Singepaw, turning my head around. But when I turned around, Singepaw was gone. 
Sinjfa, I asked. No reply. I ran into the apprentice's den. Sinjfa, I stuttered. Suddenly, Sinjfa's moss bedding flew up to the ceiling. Sinjfa, I repeated quieter. Still no reply. Where are you? I yelled. Gingerpaw, I'm coming soon. Heed my warning. A voice sounded from all around the den as if a million cats were speaking all at once. Sinjpa, is that you? I shuddered, making my entire body shake. Head to tail. Of course. Why would it not be boy? We not be me. The voice answered in, in a taunting tone. Sinjpa, stop. You're creeping me out, I yelled. The voice just laughed, and it was the most taunting laugh I'd ever heard. What's wrong with that? I'm just getting started. The voice dropped the moss bedding and it toppled over the other beds. Everything is wrong with that, I screamed. Sinjpa, where are you? Return back to yourself, please, I begged. But this is myself. I feel perfectly fine, the voice yelled back. But this isn't yourself. I know you, I tried yelling back. You do not know me, the voice screamed. Suddenly, everything went dark. What is happening, I whispered to myself. Oh, well, I'm turning off the sun, the voice cackled. Stop, I yelled, pushing back mortal thoughts of the Thundercorn cats panicking and scrambling around the camp. Why? The voice taunted happily. Because you're hurting your clan, I lashed my tail standing up. The light suddenly flickered back on. What did you just say? The voice hissed sharply. I said stop, I hissed loudly, my voice becoming hoarse from all the yelling. No, you said that I was hurting this clan, the voice hissed. It doesn't matter what I said, it matters that you stop. I narrowed my eyes, my voice breaking. Do you understand what you're even doing? I asked. Of course I do, yelled the voice. Why, Gingerpaw, just why? I thought, why do you have to make it more angry? It was perfectly calm, and then you made it angry again. Oh, why? Please, just turn back into Sinjpaw, and we'll talk about this, I beg. Now, why should I do that? The voice hissed. Because you're Sinjpaw. You're not some monster trying to attack the clan, I answered. There was a moment of silence, and then Sinjpaw appeared at the shadows, hissing sharply. What is there even to talk about anymore? I hurt the clan, Sinjpaw yelled, her tail lashing. No, it was an accident, I tried, but then Sinjpaw ran out of the den, her green eyes flickering like it, like if she was judging every cat by by every move they made with her eyes. Chapter 8, Gingerpaw rescued. Sinjpaw, wait, I yelled, running after the green-eyed cat. There is no reason to wait, Sinjpaw yelled sharply, running through the storm of confused cats. Yes, there is, I argued, but Sinjpaw was already gone. No, no, Sinjpaw. Sinjpaw, my voice broke. Sorry. Sinjpaw, come back. I whispered. Sinjpaw? I tried. There was no response. I shouldn't go looking for her. She doesn't want me to. And I could make things worse. I paced back I paced back and forth. But uh, but on the other paw, I started thinking deep in deep in thought. I started thinking deep in thought when I heard Bramble Star's voice. All cats old enough to catch their own prey me underneath high rock. What is it now? I had I had to, to go. I have to go look for Singepot, and then we decide to have another clan meeting. I thought with annoyance. I'll just see what it is. I mumbled, walking towards the circle of crowding cats. Today we have a warrior assessment for a Hazelpaw. Bramble Star started. No, why today? I'm sorry, sister, but I have to go look for Singepot. I padded away from the crowd th- from the crowd quietly and started running out of camp. Sinjpaw, where are you? I wanted to scream as loud as I could that I was sorry. I knew I had made this happen somehow, and I knew that I, that I didn't mean to make this happen. I knew that I didn't mean for her to run away from camp because of me, and I, and I knew that she wasn't hurting the clan. I knew the cats, that the cats were frightened. I knew that I was frightened, but that still didn't stop her from running away. Wait, if she goes into another clan's territory, she'll get kicked out of the clan. I panicked. I panicked. 
I'm going to run to all the clan's boundaries and see if she's left. I tried to divide the clan while running my paws, feeling all the undergrowth carefully so I wouldn't fall. Singed Paw, where are you? I whispered. I ran over to the Wayne Clan border first, checking to make sure she wasn't there. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to check Shadow Clan because I'd have to go through Wind Clan's territory to see if she was in Shadow Clan, and I didn't want to get kicked out of the clan for something like that. I don't think she'll be in Shadow Clan. It's too far to run from here, I thought. River Clan, I sighed. Let's run all the way to the other side. I started speeding off, running as fast as I could. Singepaw, I yelled once I got to the border. Sure enough, there was Singepaw setting on River Clan territory and throwing pebbles into the river. Singepaw, get back into ThunderClan's ter- territory before someone notices you. I back and trailed her. Why? Singepaw hissed stubbornly. Because you'll get kicked out of the clan if you don't, I answered. I don't care, Singepaw screamed. Singepaw threw a pebble and barely missed my ear. And then she hissed, slashing her tail, warning off. Singepaw, wait, I pleaded, but Singepaw was out of earshot. Was out of earshot. Her sleek fire and smoke guard trailed off in the distance. Singepaw, I couldn't. Singepaw, I couldn't believe what had just happened. I stepped forward on the border line, on the on the line, and stared out into the distance at the setting sun. Singepaw was gone, and I had to face it. What am I going to tell Smokepaw? My mind wondered. Is that what what the cats in my dream were talking about? I hoped not. I didn't want Singepaw to run away. Oh, but she still did. Now Smokepaw's going to be mad at me for not stopping her friend from running away, from running, from running away, and my sister's going to be mad at me because I chased after Singepaw during her assessment, and then Singepaw ended up running away, which is a waste of time, and then the leader will be mad at me, and my mentor will be mad at me, and my mother will be mad at me. My thoughts trailed off as I realized I was stepping closer to the river with every heartbeat. Now what am I doing? I silently yelled at myself, and then fell, in, and then I fell into the river. Help! Someone! I screamed, my head bobbing up and down in the river. In, uh, down, up and down underwater. And do, do I just have to wait here the entire time? My brain panicked. What are you doing here? Uh, doing down here? I heard a familiar voice ask. Hazelpaw came padding up to me. I fell in. I yelled at my sister, who shoved her paw underwater for me to grab onto. And then she grabbed onto my scruff with her mouth, and we both came tumbling on, on Thunderclimb territory. How are you back here? My sister shot me a glance like she already knew what happened to Spinachpaw. Oh, uh, I, I stuttered. You weren't at my assessment, were you? Hazelpaw asked, giving me a sharp, sarcastic smirk with her eyes. Singepaw ran away, I burst out. What? Hazelpaw yelled, getting back up. Yeah, she did, I answered, opening my eyes fully. Smokepaw is going to be so mad. Hazelpaw put her paws on her head. The worst part is, Smokepaw is my apprentice, Hazelpaw got up. Wait, you have an apprentice? You're only an apprentice. I got up, trying my best to shake out my pelt. I'm Hazel Dawn now. Hazel Dawn's brown eyes glinted in the sunlight, in the sunset. Hazel Dawn, I whispered, what do you think my warrior name will be? I asked Ginger, Hazel Dawn thought for a moment. Ginger Frost? Hazel Dawn wondered. Ginger Frost, I breathed. How many more moons do I have of apprenticeship? I asked curiously. I think like two, Hazel Dawn guessed. Two, I then started thinking about all the possibilities that I had over those two moons. I thought about going on hunting patrols and maybe even being the deputy. I thought about mentoring an apprentice. I thought about sleeping in the warrior's den. Singepa will have to come back in a moon and she get her warrior name, Hazeldon suggested. What if she doesn't, I asked Worthy. Then she'd either make a warrior name of her own or stay as Singepa. It's really her decision, Hazeldon replied. Is she is she going to come back? I shivered, the wind blowing at my silk fur. I'm not sure, Hazeldon answered, nudging me up and padding back to camp. Chapter 9, Gingerpaw, Leader. Where were you? The first cat walking back yelled in confusion. We, Ginger Paw, was cut off by another very familiar voice. 
where have you been this entire time? Their mother, Fern Breeze, hissed. I went to go rescue Ginger Paw. He's all unanswered. I did my duty. She added again after silence and then patted off me the words. And, well, what happened with you? Her mother asked after Hazelwell was gone. I, uh, Gingerpaw tried to think of a good excuse. Have Hazelwell tell you. I flicked my tail and ran into, in, off into the apprentice's den. I gasped once in the den, realizing I, w- I was holding my breath the entire time. Hazelwell, please, please don't get me in trouble. I bid you quietly. It was Singepaw who did this. Gingerpaw was cut off by Smokepaw. Singepaw did what? Smokepaw asked. Nothing. Gingerpaw answered quickly. Wait, where is she? Smokepaw asked. Uh, I don't know, I answered, trying to hide the panic in my voice. Are you sure? It seems like you. I cut her off. Singepaw turned into some type of cat that controls something, and then she took it out, and then she took it all out on me, and then the, and the Thunderclan cats, and then I got her to calm down and come back to her original form, and then she ran out of camp, and I chased her and had to miss out on my sister's warrior assessment, and then I found her on River Clan's territory, and I told her to come back, but instead she didn't listen and ran away into the distance, and I fell into the river, so I don't know where she is now, and also I'm free, I'm, and also, and I am also freezing, I, I explained quickly, catching my breath. What? Smokepaw looked at me in disbelief. Yes, it's true. I looked at Smokepaw, who kept staring at me with her icy blue-eyed gaze and her white tail with with gray splotches. You fell into the river? Smokepaw opened it and closed her mouth a few times, and then got up and ran. Wait, wait, but she already had disappeared into the river then. No, 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 Smokepaw just... Smokepaw, why? Just why? I hissed. Why did I even tell her? I questioned. Is this how I get kicked out of the clan? Is this what Lion Blaze meant? Is this what I do in the future? I wondered. I hope it's not. I can't I can't get kicked out for accidentally falling into the river, can I? I mean, it was an accident. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to cause anything that has happened today. I stood in the den muttering to myself until finally Smokepaw came back in. Bramblestar wants to speak to you, Smokepaw meowed. Oh, great. I sighed, patting out, patting out of the den and into the parade of and into the parade of Thunderclan cats. Hello there, Gingerpaw, Bramblestar started as I patted into his den. I heard you fell into the river. How? Bramblestar was straight to questioning her. I accidentally stumbled in the river, I answered. And that was close, I thought. You also chased Singepaw away. Bramblestar looked disapproving. I know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I just please don't kick me out of the clan. I wasn't trying to do anything wrong. I was cut off from my rambling by Bramblestar by Bramblestar. Relax, smoke. Relax. Smokepaw told me everything. You're not going to get kicked out of the clan. What made you think that? Bramblestar asked, turning his head slightly. Well, I had a dream, and I was visited by Starclan cats. I started... Who? Bram- who? Bramblestar asked. Lionblaze, Hollyleaf, and Firestar, I answered. What did they tell you? Bramblestar's tail twish. That something's going to happen. I don't know what, but all I know is something's going to happen, I explained. And Bramblestar sat silent for a moment, thinking about what to say next. Well, we're glad that you're here in ThunderClan, and... Yeah, and ThunderClan, you were the only cat in this entire clan that stood up to Singepaw whenever she was acting like a ghost cat, and you were brave to do it. Bramblestar no- nodded his head to her, and 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 it, at the entry and the and the entryway, and she patted out, relieved as ever. Chapter Ten: Gingerpaw Prophecy. Ahem, Hazeldon and Gingerpaw will be going to the gathering, and that is final. Bramblestar's voice sounded from High Rock. The murmurs of the arguing cats died down, and everyone was dismissed back to their dens. Wait, what about me? Smokepaw asked. Hazeldon and Gingerpaw will be coming with me and the clan, and that is all. And Bramblestar repeated. Smokepaw silently hissed under her breath and walked away to the apprentice's den. Bramblestar, for first Cinderpaw runs away, and now she can't come to the gathering? I thought. 
I get ready to go to the gathering, a voice hissed behind her. I'll just be waiting here, the voice murmured. I swivel my head around, seeing a sleek, a light gray-furred cat behind me, his tail lashing. Who are you? I hissed defensively, backing away from him. Swift paw of Thunderclan. You? He is, thir- he is firming. Ginger paw of Thunderclan, I answered in the, in the same tone. So you're going to the gathering? Swift paw started. Yes, I responded. Then I'll tell you something. Whoever Bramblestar chooses for the gathering is special and will, f- and will fulfill a prophecy. Trust me, I should know. Without Swift paw lurched back into the shadows. What? I whispered to myself. I'm I'm going to fulfill a prophecy, I mean, out in amazement. Don't believe whatever he says to you. He makes up things all the time. Hazel on the voice center behind me. But he says that I was cut off. Yeah, don't. I it would just get you into trouble into into trouble. Don dub paw me out. I I started trying to figure out a way to make them believe this was true. What he said was real this time. I just know it. I hissed. Then give a why? Give us some proof, Hazel on his back. I don't know. It just I just know it's true, I tried. Sure you do. It's probably a lie. Dipa pointed out, and then the two cats padded away, leaving me staring back at, at an empty camp with empty hope. Ah. Eleven. Ginger Paw. The argument. I padded over to the camp entrance, waiting for the other cats that were going to the gathering. What are you doing? His little asked, waiting for everyone. I answered, determined to, to sit here and wait for as long as it took to go to the gathering. All cats gather. Bramble Star, Bramble Star started... Cats started pouring into the entrance, led by Bramble Star, down to four trees. Ahem, the gathering started. Cats from all clans watching their leaders. Shadow Clan will go first, Nightstar yelled from the from the Great Rock. Shadow Clan is doing good. Prey is intact, and we have one new apprentice, Sandpaw. Nightstar's voice sounded from the rock. And all of us believe that Shadow Clan will thrive through through Leaf Bear. Nightstar finished proudly. River Clan can go next. Knights are offered after a moment of silence, dawning to Reedstar. River Clan is fine. It will probably it will probably survive. Leaf Bear. Reedstar answered after a moment of thinking what to say. Wind Clan is doing just perfect. Reedstar boozes unexpectedly. I think it's the River Clan's turn. Knights are nodded to Reedstar to continue. No, it's fine. Wind Clan can. Reedstar was cut off by me. It's River Clan's turn still. Reedstar. I yelled. I shouldn't have done that. I suddenly thought. The cats looked around in confusion. In confusion, wondering who yelled, who yelled that. No, it isn't. It's it's my turn. Reedstar said so himself. Reedstar yelled back into the crowd, not knowing who had yelled that. Reedstar should still go. I couldn't help it. I, it looked like Reedstar had had more to say. I started panicking again. Is this how I get kicked out of the clan? I wondered worriedly. Then Wind Clan cats first started prickling, pr- started pricking up, and the Wind Clan and River Clan cats burst into battle. Chapter. 12, Ginger Pop, Battle. All the cats a gathering, were, all the cats at the gathering were suddenly hissing their ears, bringing up. Their leaders tried to get them to stop, but it was too loud. Everyone stop it already, Hazel on his defensively, protecting me from the battling cats. Listen to her, I tried, but all the cats were either fighting or running away from four trees. Shadow Clan was completely gone. I didn't know where they went, but Nightstar wasn't on the Great Rock anymore, and there was a big a gap of a few fighting Wind Clan and River Clan warriors where the Shadow Clan cats had been. Ahem, Bramblethar cleared his throat, but it was pointless. The cats were too loud, and the sound of hissing filled the air. We have to get out of here. I started, but no one could hear me. I leaped up from Hazeldon's protection and scattered the area around me. There's a bush that I could hide in. There are also brambles that I could throw to defend Windclan. I tried to think of places to hide or things to throw out the words to make them stop fighting, but all of it would have been, ho- would have been hopeless. They would have kept fighting each other, or they would have easily turned on me. Hazeldon. I patted back into the crowd, but Hazeldon was gone. Hazeldon, I yelled. 
Once there was no response, I swallowed back tears. I have to run away, I hissed, patting forward out of the crowd's reach. I can't stay here or I might get killed. I have to run back to camp. I started running, trying to follow the path that the Thunderclan cats followed to get to the gathering, but it was no no use. I stopped at a bush with a few trees circling it. This will be fine for now. I padded into the bush hurriedly, hoping no one, no one would spot me. I'll just stay here for the night. Chapter 13, Gingerpaw, Awake and Lost. The sun shone, shone over my fur, waking me up. I could now see clearly, and the sounds of fighting of the fighting cats had stopped. I think it's safe now. My mind whispered, urging me to go to get up and go hunting for th- and go hunt for something. I hadn't ate in the last few days, but I hadn't re- but hadn't realized how hungry I was. Hazel Dawn, I groaned sleepily. Thunder Clan, are you there? My meow- I meowed, my voice full of longing. My sister is probably worried about me. I don't think they would leave four trees if they didn't have all cats, would they? I finally got up and padded out of the bush, stretching on my limbs. I saw a mouse scurry from the undergrowth, and I pounced on it, my tail flicking back and forth in excitement. Once I had trapped it, trapped once I had it trapped under my claws, I killed it with a blow that, that I made up and, t- and took it back to, to the bush. Should I just hide here all day? I wondered. No, I should probably go back to Fort Trees and see if anyone is there. I answered my own question, starting to eat the mouse as I did. I gulped the mouse down quickly, and then it stood up. I might get in their mouse first, though. I walked out of the bush again, finding the mouse and doing the same as I did with the other one. I dragged it back to the bush, starting to chew on it. I yawned loudly and then froze, being careful to make sure no predators were up and awake at this time of day. The sunlight shone in on the bush, shone in on the bush, glinting through the leaves and shining on my pelt. I ate the mouse in silence, wondering what to do next. Okay, then, fine. I grumbled to myself, panning under the bush and running, trying to make my way over to four trees. Sure enough, I made it there, and no, and the, no cats were in sight. Uh-oh. I started sniffing everywhere, everywhere for any sign of the Thunderclan warriors. Am I lost? Chapter 14, Gingerpaw. Home. I wondered about multiple times when I had got lost before, but that was never. I soon realized after I had thought for the entire day, watching it slowly slip into night, the only thing awake being owls and me. I was going to try to find Thunderclan tonight, and I was determined, even if I, even if I had to search all night and day. I was still, I was very well rested from the sleep I got last night. I woke up around noon and ate a mouse, and then I started intently thinking about a plan. I thought for hours, and long story short, short I got sidetracked into thinking of times when other cats have done what I have done in my whole life. Okay, so just pad away into Thunderclan's into camp. I can do it. It's not like I can't find it or whatever else I didn't go back there for. I hissed sarcastically to myself. I padded over the undergrowth until finally stopping to rest and get some and get some sleep. The next morning, I searched again. Two words. No luck. I tried to catch some ice. Also no luck. I tried to catch rabbit. No luck yet again. I was tired of no luck for anything and started wondering if I was losing my mind or it was just the lack of hunting and sense practice over i had over the years i also accidentally slept under a tree last night and had to move before i almost ran out of oxygen and died and I, sorry i'm messing up words i i also accidentally slept under a tree last night and had to move before i almost ran out of oxygen and died so that was fun i would be climbing that tree and ripping its branches off right now right now if i knew how I wish I spent more time training before this happened. I also was fully unaware that somehow the bush that I was sleeping in got destroyed somehow, so now I can't hide from predators at night and have to stay at four trees and sleep on the great rock that the leaders set on every full moon. 
why don't they just meet every half moon? I screamed at the night sky. The moon's light was blazing like the night of the gathering because it was it, because it was a half because wasn't blazing like the night of the gathering because it was was a half moon, not full. Then I drifted off to sleep, and the next thing you know, I was home somehow. I'm home in the apprentice's den. How? I yelled, staring at my paws once I woke up. It was still night, and dawn hadn't even happened yet, so I felt very bad for waking the entire camp up with my joy and excitement. You woke all of, us, all of us up with your loud screaming, Smokebot hissed loudly, making the entire clan feel awake, and started planning out the day of who would go on patrols. Sorry, I meowed. Smokebot didn't respond after that. That was a tiring three days, and I'm glad they're over, and I'm back peacefully at camp. Okay, chapter 15, Gingerpaw, Will to Live. This one's short, kind of, maybe. Also, this is getting very long. So, we'll just keep reading. Chapter 15, Gingerpaw, Will to Live. Hey, Hazelon patted up to me. I moaned, considering I was still asleep. I can't blame you for waking you up. You woke the entire clan up a few days ago. Hazelon hissed sarcastically. I mean, you can't blame me for waking you up, sorry. Hissed sarcastically, and I got up. Well, don't blame me, I hissed defensively, not knowing she was being sarcastic. Hey, calm down, it was only sarcasm. Hazeldon hissed back, sorry, I stirred. So, tell me how you got lost. Hazeldon sat, sat down next to me. I, I don't know, and I forgot. I'm tired, I answered. Answer me, really? Hazeldon looked at me. Oh, why should I answer? What's the way to live anyway? I got lost, I almost died more than once, I might add. And now on top of that, I can now say that I've got visited by Starkling Cat before, I moaned. Oh, and I can officially say that I've chased a cat from my own clan, from my own clan away before. I added, "I bet you will. You'll be a very experienced warrior." Hazelon responded calmly. I'm not even going to survive to be to survive to be a warrior if I keep being reckless. I hissed. Trust me, you are. Bramble Star is a trusting leader and will give you many chances before he decides to kick any cat out. Hazeldon responded, How do you know? I asked, Because I've, I've been alive longer than you. Hazeldon tapped me on the head with her tail, and I giggled, pushing it back. Thanks. I closed my eyes and let my sister's warmth cover me. You're welcome, my sister whispered. I then drifted off to, off to sleep, my eyes closing. What if the train of questions in my mind stopped? My thoughts vanished. I was comfortable here, and this is where I wanted to be. Thanks again, sister. I thought sleepily. Maybe I do have a little to live after all. I then drowsily but drifted to sleep, and my sister's warmth covering me like a blanket. Okay, um, we're on chapter six, six, 16, Gingerpaw, Trouble. Uh, ten more minutes? Okay, I padded into the leader's den. Hazeldon said he wanted to see me. Show me what, where you were hiding. Bramble Star hissed once I padded in. Okay, I ran out of the den to four trees, and then I noticed that they were that there were other Thunderclan warriors following us. I hid here, I, st- I stated. You didn't hide here the whole time, Bramblestar hissed firmly. How do you know? I questioned, turning around. Because I am leader, Bramblestar hissed back. But that doesn't mean that I have to believe you, does it? I asked. Well, Bramblestar hissed under his breath. But I couldn't hear what he was saying. You hid here this whole time, Bramblestar asked after after a moment. Well, no. I hid in a bush that got torn to shreds by something for the first night, I answered honestly. Show us where, Bramblestar hissed. I ran to the bush, the Thunderclan cat's following. Here, I padded it up to the bush. 
it, it had no more leaves on it, and now it looked more like a ramble bush than a regular bush. Wait, Bramble Star stopped at a certain point. Okay, so you hid it here and at four trees, Bramble Star clarified. Yes, I nodded my head. Bramble Star and his group of cats left, patting away, and I followed close behind. I hope I'm not going to get kicked out, kicked out of the clan. My mind feared. My paws squished the undergrowth as I walked. Am I going to get kicked out of the clan? My mind wondered. There was no answer to this question, and I knew that, but I couldn't talk, but I couldn't stop thinking about it. The camp, the camp appeared, and Bramble Star and his group of cats ran inside. The light flickered through the camp. Bramble Star padded up to High Rock, and all cats gathered around. And all cats started gathering around. All cats who were old enough to catch their own prey gathered around High Rock. Bramble Star st- stated, "I hoped that I wouldn't get kicked out, of, kicked out of the clan, but by the look in Bramble Star's eyes, I didn't know what to do next." Chapter seventeen, and this is short, and this is the last one, and then we're gonna end this episode because the limit. For segments, the limit for segments, yeah, is 60 minutes, and I want to make it close to 60 minutes, but not 60 minutes. Also, this is my longest episode. Good job, everyone. Okay, anyways, chapter 17, Ginger Pot, Outcast. Today, we will have a cat that will get kicked out. She was wandering in Windclan's territory. Bramble Star looked down at the cats, at all the cats of Thunder Clan. Let ThunderClan learn a lesson from this, Bramblestar murmured under his breath. And this cat will be leaving today, Bramblestar shouted from him. Gingerpaw, Bramblestar shouted for him. Gingerpaw, please get out of ThunderClan. I'll give you, I, I gave you many chances, but now it is time for you to leave. The cats gasped and looked at me. I didn't mean to, I argued. The cats gasped again. That was breaking the warrior code, Gingerpaw. You are not to return again to ThunderClan, and your name is now Phoenix. ThunderClan wishes you well on your travel, but you are no longer welcome here. Bramblestar meowed firmly. Goodbye, goodbye, Phoenix. Hazeldon meowed softly, and then Ginger, and then Gingerpaw, now accepting the name Phoenix, padded into the camp, never to return again. Okay. That was the journey of Gingerpaw slash Phoenix. What did you guys think? I'm going to ask you a question. Also, with the asking questions thing, you can answer my questions on Spotify, but I don't think you can answer them anything else on Spotify. So, if you don't have Spotify and you are are allowed to have Spotify, then get it. If you want to answer my questions, you don't have to, though. But if you're not allowed to have Spotify and don't have it, then wait until... You are allowed to have Spotify, and then you can come back and answer my questions if you want to. Yeah. Okay, um, bye!